This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. You know what? Let's ask Joe Gallant about this. He's joining He's us right now guy. on our phone, on the phone lines, <laughs> the Roman guest line, and also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, where you can see the beard up close and in person. Jill, thank you for joining the show. We got to ask you about this Brooklyn Nets team. What is going on? I've been backing them because, of course, they're trying to turn the heat up as the postseason is nearing. They're trying to get some better positioning in the postseason seedings. Kyrie can play home games. I didn't bet them tonight, but they are 13.5-point favorites against Detroit. They're off to a little bit of a slow start. They can still cover. But what do you think this team looks like in the postseason if Ben Simmons does not come back, or even if he does come back somehow, some way? I think you'll see a version of them the way that they were for maybe the first couple of games against Milwaukee last year in that Eastern Conference series with a little better shooting as well and a little bit more size. So I think when they get to the postseason, I think they'll be okay. I just think that they have no depth. Like if KD or Kyrie were to get hurt at all or to get nicked up a little bit, that's complete down the drain for them. And uh, that's a little worrisome, especially when you look at what their odds are to win the Eastern Conference or to win the win the championship. Uh, I just think the odds are way too low with just such a high risk of volatility of injury or just, you know, drama with this team. So uh, right now in the East, I got to stick with Milwaukee. I still think yep. that they're the best bet to get out of the Eastern conference. I think we're probably going to see a Lakers Suns uh, rematch in the finals. I don't really think that's far fetched. I think a lot of people think that as well. I think sports books think that if you just look at based on the odds and looking at those kind of matchup odds. Uh, so yeah, right now with the last like few games left of this season, I'm just trying to find guys that are maybe like they were 10th man, ninth man, that uh, sports books aren't really thinking of to get those three-point props. Just like you were saying, Quentin, Rui Hachimura has been one of my favorite guys yeah. to bet with three-point props because Shh, don't he's tell just shooting the lights out. And anytime he gets a little bit of an opportunity, he's able to drain them. And then once Kuzma went down, you knew that he was going to start playing just like my boy, Denny Abja, who hit three plus for me last night at plus 500. Nice. Love it. Love it. So you already said that you like the Bucks in the East and I can't disagree with you. And I think it's just so disrespectful that the Nets, like are the Nets even going to like, they're three to one, they're plus 300. And that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Philadelphia is four to one. I've been celebrating and telling everybody about my Celtics ticket to represent the East. And that's all the way down to five to one. But your thoughts on Boston, like, can they get through this injury to Robert Williams? Because he has a torn meniscus. He's going to be out at least several weeks. He's probably not coming back. And you look at the East, like you look at the teams they're going to have to run into. Milwaukee has Giannis and Brooke Lopez. And then we're watching Embiid dominate tonight. Is my Celtics bet dead? Should I just try to prop swap this right now? Or do you think because Tatum's playing on another level, they still have a shot and they're still live? Well, I think defensively, they're still going to be able to stay in games. And having a talent like Tatum should still be able to get them, I'd say, at least to the second round. You know, I think that's a fair bet. And even to the conference finals, I just worry once we get playing against maybe the Suns or maybe even a long shot team like uh, like the Memphis Grizzlies, who are sitting there at 16 to 1 to win it all right now. Uh, 
I think they would be a little bit overwhelmed if they don't have a center like Robert Williams. Like, it's not a fluke that he was up for, like, top five in defensive player of the year category. Like, I actually think that him and Marcus Smart, they were almost kind of bad to bet because they would be splitting the vote with some of the people that are voting for this award. So that was one of the reasons why when I see Marcus Smart, for example, that's the favorite, I think not enough credit is given to Robert Williams and how awesome he's been just defending and just cleaning up the boards. We're joined now by Jill Gallant of FTM Bets. You can check him out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql as he joins the show, of course, on the Roman video line. Jill, let's talk about some of these other teams and where do you see any more value? I know it's a little late to be looking for value, but it is never late to be looking for value. I look at this board still. Memphis is sitting there 16 to 1. They play better without mm-hmm. John Morant, but still at 16 to 1. I kind of like that. The Heat 11 to 1. I'm going to stay away from them because I just never believed in the Heat. And now that they're coming to blows, I mean, that yeah. just that just put the icing on the cake for me, even though I do need to hit a couple more W's from them for the win total. Yeah. What do you look at the board and see right now that just pops off the page that catches your eye in the futures market for the overall winner uh, of the NBA Finals? I think it has to be Memphis because mm. if you just look at their potential matchups in the second and third round, um, or pardon me, in the first and second round, those are teams that they can beat with or without job. Like, I don't really think that's going to be an issue. It's when they get to the conference finals and play a team like the Suns, they need to have all their all their horses ready to go. And even that might not be enough, but just the fact that you're getting a team that is probably a year or two ahead of schedule, potentially already having enough depth to be able to get to the conference finals, I'm not saying that I'm wishing for an injury on Chris Paul or anything, but it's not exactly immaculate health in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and if he was to go down, obviously I think the Suns would still be a pretty formidable opponent, but we've seen, you know, that if he goes down in the playoffs, when we get a little bit more tighter, it could be a little bit more of a better opportunity for another team to swoop in. Uh, so I do think that Memphis right now is probably the best value in the West In the East. I still think it's the bucks, but at the same time, my only worry is just with their depth and just how long Brooke Lopez was out of the lineup. If he can re-ingratiate himself back into the rotation and kind of just be that linchpin of a defense that he was, like he was very underrated last year. Uh, and even in that deciding game against the Nets, for example, he just came out firing uh, in, in the game seven. So I just think right now in the East and West, I think right now, if you're looking at the three best teams, Memphis, Suns, you know, Bucks, I don't really think that's really a hot take. But at the same time, I think those are the best value. Now, right now, I think the best value in a futures market is actually Scotty Barnes for Rookie of the Year. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's go there really quick. I do like that a lot because I was going to ask you about the MVP. Like, is it worth betting Devin Booker 40-1 to right now, or do you think it's going to be Embiid or Jokic? But uh, get into the Scotty Barnes a little bit because I'm kind of with you on that, and I feel like that's the only award worth betting. I think it's going to be Jokic. Or Embiid. You know, I, I'm guessing Same. it's going to be Embiid. Like, even if he rests, what, one more game? They want that one seed, Philadelphia does. So I think he's going to play a lot. So I don't think there's really any value there. Uh, talk about Scotty Barnes a little bit, why you like him. For sure. Yeah, but I mean, Barnes, yeah, you're right. So Barnes, if you're just looking at just overall stats between him and Evan Mobley, yeah. who is the presumed favorite, Mobley's going 14-8-2. Barnes is 15-7-3. and Pretty similar stats overall. Toronto's likely going to finish with a better record than Cleveland. So you can't say that, you know, team success, uh, like Raptors are 43 and 32, right. uh, Cavs are 42 and 33, and Mobley's going to miss a couple of games. I don't think he's going to miss a ton of time, but they got a back-to-back coming up this week against the Mavs and the Hawks. That's going to be on Wednesday and Thursday. I doubt he plays any of those because they got another game on Saturday. And just where they're at in a seeding standpoint, 
I'm not sure that he's going to be able to make up the ground of what Scotty can do over the next few games with Toronto because he's playing like 36 minutes a night. He's, you know, doing a little bit of everything. And I think the voters who are going to be looking at this, it's going to be a much tighter race than the odds indicate. So right now getting that at plus 350 out of Sportsbook, like BetMGM, I think it's a solid bet. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. No, I like that play a lot. All right, Joe. I'm looking at the rest of the futures market, and I don't see anything that kind of stands out to me. Is there They're any all locked up, man? Yeah, everything's like pretty locked man, up. Yeah, maybe defensive player of the year, but again, it's just me. I don't want to sound like a Marcus Smart hater. I think he's an awesome perimeter defender. I just don't feel like he should get all the credit for Boston's defensive resurgence because I think Tatum has been awesome defensively. Jalen Brown is good when he locks in. It's a more of a team defensive award, so he might get it just by default on that. Bam, I'm a little worried about just because of this recent funk with the heat. Like, yeah. I'm not really sure that just recency bias. I just worry about that from a voter standpoint. Um, so really, by default, it's almost like Mikhail Bridges is next. And you could argue that. I mean, with the best uh, defensive team, they're probably not going to have a guy finish in the top five MVP voting just because of the, all the other good candidates that are out there, even though they have the best record in the NBA. Yeah. So. And Monty Williams is likely to win coach of the year. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure if you could find another way to award it right now. And Mikael Bridges, I mean, he's played every game this year, very solid on, on the perimeter. Uh, I don't really know if there's a better case to make other than Mikael Bridges at this stage of the season. Joe, I'm right in step with you before we get you out of here. Got about 60, 120 seconds here. Any plays in the NBA tonight in the final game? Utah does take on the Clippers. And of course, Paul George will make his return. Going to be on a minutes restriction because of his elbow, but he is returning tonight. Anything that uh, that you played in that one for the listeners who are going to stick around for a little bit tonight? Yeah, I think right now with that game, I would still probably be looking at Reggie Jackson three-point props. Uh, the Jazz, surprisingly, even though they shoot probably the most threes in the NBA or right up there. Uh, they haven't been defending the three very well uh, lately, and they've kind of been in a funk as well. So I think Reggie being playing at home, having a presence like Paul George uh, on the on the, on the court, uh, should be able to just draw a little bit more attention for him to be able to get maybe a couple more open shots. I didn't dive too deep into this because the problem is with Clippers and Jazz tonight is just with Rudy Gobert, you weren't sure if he was going to play or not all through the day. Um, you'd probably be waiting till right till the last minute to get in a bet, probably getting the worst number on some spots just based on injury reports. Yeah. So this game was tough, uh, especially with obviously the Paul George news and then Rudy. Uh, so that would probably be the only one that I would lean to right now, the over two and a half uh, three-pointers for Reggie Jackson. Love it. All right, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Happy betting. All right. Cheers, bros. Have a good night. Our guys, Joe Gallant of FTN Bets, joining us on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Our guy, Jill, I like that Scotty Barnes angle a lot. Yeah, I do too, man. Three to one. I just I hate feel this. like and we you know ch- I love Scotty Barnes. I think it's going to Mobley, though. Because I, I just I don't think that the team's success that means nothing. Like as far when it comes to rookie of the year. Yeah. You know, MVP, yes. But rookie of the year, I mean, man, like my favorite my favorite rookie of all time was Allen Iverson. He was dropping he dropped thirty points in his first game ever, but that Philadelphia team was no good. That's true. You know, that's, I mean like that, look at every year. Right? That's very true. But I also look at it like this. I feel like a lot of the hype around Evan Mobley died down after they went through all those injuries to that's everybody. True. And it's kinda like, man, when this Cavs team isn't as phenomenal as they looked at the beginning of the season, it looked like I mean, some people were taking them to win the finals. 
Remember back when people were buying yeah. futures tickets on the Cavs and they were hoping and then the injuries just came. And yeah. since then, nobody really talks about them. But Jill did. And that's why we had him on the show.